Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. In our Gospel reading from this past Sunday, there was a, a story told that I think has profound meaning for all uh, followers of Jesus Christ. It is the story of the encounter of Jesus with the young man in one of the Gospels, I believe he's called the rich young man, who approaches our Lord to ask him, what must I do to attain eternal life? Of course, this is a fundamental uh, question for all believers. And Jesus' answer is, is very interesting. The young man referred to our Lord as good, and our Lord, I think almost putting him at a distance, says, why do you call me good? God alone is good. But then goes on to say, if you want to attain everlasting life, this is what you are to do. Now, he, Jesus then mentions the commandments, and he lists them for the, the young man. And it's almost as if our Lord was saying, well, this is the, the fundamental uh, reality. This is where you begin. You know already the way uh, to salvation. Follow it. And the young man, rather too quickly, says to the Lord, well, I've done all of that uh, since the very beginning. And then we are told that Jesus looked at the man with love and said to them, uh, to him, if you want eternal life, give away everything you have to the poor and then come and follow me. I remember once seeing a, a picture of this event. I believe it was by Rembrandt. And it showed uh, Jesus obviously with a kind of light and illumination around him, just gazing at the man. But the rich young man is not looking at Jesus, but rather he's looking down and fingering his rich clothing. And looking at the picture, without even reading the gospel, you know the decision the man has already made. And it uh, it's not... Uh, a happy scene in that here was a direct call from our Lord, and the young man said no. I often wondered as the young man went away if the clothing he was wearing got heavier and heavier and heavier as he walked away. But it's a a marvelous scene because it touches upon one of the most important aspects of our Christian life, and that is determining our own vocation, listening for that particular call, understanding how we do hear it when it comes to us. And I think that Jesus' first response to the young man reciting the the, uh, commandments was an indication 
of the fact that our vocation may come in three stages. The first vocation that all of us are called to is a vocation to life. We are called by the power and the goodness and love of God out of nothingness into existence. And that vocation uh, touches us with a responsibility to nurture that, that life that is given to us, to allow it to flourish according to the plan of the Creator. But Jesus' response also indicates the second vocation that all Christians have, and that is the call to holiness of life. And that holiness of life is already given to us in the commandments, in the teaching of Jesus Christ, and his, his call to live a life in his footsteps. But there is a third vocation. And that third vocation involves the way in which we specify for ourselves and our own conditions and circumstances, time and place, how to follow precisely that way to holiness. Now, the young man hearing that, I I think, third vocation, hesitated. Because that third vocation, that call to a particular kind of discipleship, may come with a cost. And we have to ask ourselves, understanding the call and sometimes the powerfulness of the call, is it worth it? What is the cost of discipleship? Well, I think when we consider that, we have to, in a sense, turn away from it momentarily and not to dwell and focus on the cost necessarily but to focus on the gift of answering that vocation, which is everlasting life. Now, of course, this call, this vocation we are given, requires of us another particular gift given by God, which is mentioned in the first reading of last Sunday's Mass, which is from the Book of Wisdom in which uh, the author of the Book of Wisdom celebrates the power of that gift uh, of of God, uh, of wisdom, that is given to us. And we need that gift uh, of wisdom to understand our our true vocation and the path to uh, salvation. But we must understand that the wisdom uh, the reading is talking about is not simply knowledge. It's not information. It's not a particularly sharp calculation. But wisdom is awakened and nourished and expanded by dwelling constantly on what we know to be true and good, a dwelling that is, I think, prompted by a deep desire that has been planted in our hearts from, by our Creator, planted in our hearts and minds to seek always that eternal life, to understand that destiny. And that wisdom 
is, I think, going to give us a light and a clarity to make the correct decision in determining our vocation and listening to Christ. The first thing we need to do is remove all obstacles and burdens that hinder both our understanding and our willingness. We have to train our hearing. We have to allow our heart to respond to the brilliance of the good and the true and the beautiful. And we have to train our will through spiritual discipline to react in a positive and life-giving way by leaving behind any material reality, any obstacle, any burden that would weigh us down or blind us to the reality. And to remember, as we come to discern our vocation, whether that discernment is fulfilled early or late in our existence. But remember the words from the letter to the Hebrews, that second reading from Mass. The word of God is as sharp as a two-edged sword. It is able even to cut between the heart and the spirit, revealing our need, but also revealing the greatness of God and the reality of his message to us. Listen to that word. Be prepared to receive it when it comes and be willing to accept the will of God and embrace it with joy. 